Okay, um, let's get into the word today. Um, uh, join me in prayer for uh, for a quick minute. Father God, I just thank you so much for this day. Uh, we thank you again for Jesus. Father God, we celebrate the birth of our Savior today, Lord, and and um, uh, He is the He is the salvation of us all. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would just give us the grace uh, to honor Him. Um, not just today, not just on a holiday, but to honor him all the days of our life, Father God. Let us uh, honor and appreciate his presence. Let us walk with you, Father God, uh, in humble obedience uh, in every day, Father. Let us appreciate uh, the little things that mean so much, Father. Um, and so, Father, we just ask you continue to deal with us, speak to our hearts, uh, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to go to Luke chapter 2 today. And uh, not going to focus on the manger scenes and, the, you know, angelic hosts and, and things. I'm going to focus on a couple of characters today that are important to the Christmas story, but are they get a little less focus than uh, than other uh, characters. Uh, these two characters are uh, being uh, Simeon and Anna. Going to start at the twenty first verse today, and it says, "And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child." His name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. You guys remember the greeting that Gabriel gave uh, to Mary and how God spoke to Joseph, told him when, when he found that Mary was pregnant and uh, they had not been together. Uh, he was going to put her away quietly, but God spoke to him in a dream and let him know that the child in her was a holy one of God and that uh, he was to marry her. Don't be afraid to marry her, uh, the child. He's gonna, she was going to give birth to a son and he was to name him Jesus. And per their custom, he was circumcised on the eighth day and he was given the name Jesus just as the angel had instructed. Moving on to verse 22. Now, when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Uh, I'm not going to have y'all uh, go to uh, the book of Leviticus, but you'll find reference to this in the book of Leviticus chapter 12, um, where the law gives specific instructions on uh, what is to be done after a woman gives birth. And when a woman gives birth, the child was to be circumcised on the eighth day. And the woman was, her purification process was to go from that day for 33 days. All right. So in one verse, we've progressed a month here from 21 to verse 22. Okay. So after that 33 day purification period is in, ended, now, when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, 
they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Actually, the preferred offering was a lamb within his first year and a turtle dove or a pigeon. Uh, but the law made allowances if you could not acquire one or could not afford a lamb that you could do two turtle doves or two pigeons, right? And so uh, apparently they could not uh, acquire or afford a lamb. So uh, per allowance of the law, uh, the, the author doesn't go into great detail about this, but if you read, if you read Leviticus 12, if you're so inspired to do so, uh, you'll find this explained in the law. Moving on, and here where we get to the first of the two characters we're going to be uh, focusing on today. and it says, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now, the term the consolation of Israel was a term used by Jewish rabbis that referred to the hope of the coming Messiah. It says here that Simeon was a just and devout man of God and that the Holy Spirit was upon him. That means he walked with God in faithful obedience. He was constantly mindful of the presence of God in his life. And he followed the directing and leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, it didn't say an angel. It didn't say a man of God came to him and shared this with him. It said the Holy Spirit revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he has seen the Lord's Christ. And it was the Holy Spirit, as we read on here, who led Simeon into the temple at the exact same time Jesus was brought there. Verse 27 says, So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. You see, there's something to be said about a life that isn't focused on the do's and don'ts of Scripture, but is committed to walking with God. Simeon was a just and devout man. He 
He was led by the Spirit of God. The presence of God mattered to him. The presence of God was the thing that he sought. It's what he wanted, it's what he was aware of, what he was conscious of, what he treasured. And because he did, he was mindful of the heart of God and and how God wanted to direct his life. And God directed his life. Now, we've got events going on. An angel comes from heaven, speaks directly to Mary. In the grand scheme of things, Mary is not uh, a a, a big deal. She's not a major character uh, in the world at this time. She's just another girl. But she is of major importance to the kingdom of God. Amen. Mary and her husband, Joseph, just an average couple. Isn't it, isn't it, I don't know, I, I don't want to say what God does is weird or anything, but, but isn't it unique that the king of glory is going to enter into this world And God didn't choose a palace. He didn't, he didn't choose a, an emperor or a king. He didn't choose a nobleman for the king of glory to be born unto. He, he, he birthed him into humble beginnings. Now, we know the genealogy. We know that Mary and Joseph, we know that they have a, a lineage that traces back to Abraham, that traces back to King David. They, they, there is a lineage there. But they are not people of significance in the world. And yet the king of glory is born to them. And while the angels were singing on high, and, and giving word to the shepherds. There were select people who were being informed, but God didn't open this thing up to the world for the world to see. Like a little mustard seed, Jesus just came into the world. And there are people of great significance. There are people who's, who has a huge lot in life. They're living their lives and they're going about their everyday grind. Something amazing is happening and they're clueless to it. But we have this man here, a devout and just man, whose only care in life is to walk with God and to please God. And he's plugged in. He is hearing God. He had one desire in his heart. He wanted to see the Lord's Christ. And the Spirit of God told him, you will not die. You're an old man. You're on in years. But you will not die until you see the Savior of the world. And that's what he's believing for. Not riches. Not station in life. Not not anything that would promote himself, but he just wanted to see the consolation of Israel. 
And because he walked with God with faithful obedience and and he allowed his life to be directed by God. God at the right time, the right moment in time, directs him to the place where the salvation of the Lord is. He wouldn't have known it. He wouldn't have known he was there. It said that he was drawn there by the Holy Spirit. And he knew immediately when he saw him, he began to praise God. And I want to read this again. And he says, in verse 28, he took up. Now imagine this. It's your baby, right? Women, I want y'all to think about this. Get this picture in your mind. This is your baby. You're bringing him up there. You got, you got business before God to do. And this guy you don't know from Adam comes into the scene and just swoops up your baby. He's not a relative. He's not a friend. He's a stranger. He comes and swoops up your baby, and he seems to be more excited than you are about the baby. But he swoops the baby up in his arms and just starts blessing him and bless God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. I can die in peace now, Lord. I can die a happy man. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. This is it which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. And so he began to prophesy here. Now, he says, you prepare before the face of all peoples. That lets you know this Savior is not just going to be for the people of Israel. He's a Savior for all peoples. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. I love what he said in verse 30, my eyes have seen your salvation. Those of us who have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, we ought always to rejoice that we have seen his salvation. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were spoken of him. But Simeon wasn't done. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. That, that is... That's not necessarily the kind of prophet, prophetic word you want to receive. If we're just going to be real about that. It's not necessarily what you want to see. It, uh, it's, it's, it's great because it's confirmation of who he is, but it's also speaking to the, to the horrific suffering that he's going to uh, have to endure and what she's going to have to endure as she is helplessly observing. Him pay the penalty for our sin. 
Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 5 say this. Uh, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he hid as it were, we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. At times, I wonder what it would have been like uh, being a father myself to witness a child go through what Jesus went through. And I can't help, my heart can't help but go out for Mary as she lived out the fulfillment of that prophetic word by Simeon. And I can only hope that she found some consolation and what the fruit of all that would be. But we see the Spirit of God moving. He spoke to Joseph in a dream not to put Mary away when he found out she was pregnant. How many of you know that could have gone really gone south really quickly? When the three wise men came, saying, we've seen his star. We've come from the east. We've seen his star. Where is he who was born king of the Jews? They came to worship him. Not everybody's going to respond with worship of Jesus, right? They saw his star. They came to worship him. But Herod and his people, they weren't looking for a savior. And he lied to him and said, I tell you what, we want to wish, we want to worship him too. Go find out where he is, come back to me so then we can go. But God spoke to them in a dream. He said, don't go by there, go back to your house another way. You see, we think we got to have everything all planned out. We've got to see the end from the beginning. We've got to, you know, it's got to be something that makes sense to us. All we got to do is go with God and trust God to take care of all the details. And he spoke to them. They didn't have to know Herod's plan as far as they were, as far as they knew, Herod was being honest with them. But God told them otherwise. And they and they went home another way. And we know what Herod did once he found out he was uh he was betrayed and he killed all of them. But that night, God spoke to Joseph again and said, Get up, take the baby and your wife. Take him out of here and take him into Egypt. And he acted immediately. He didn't know, you know, God told him for that there are those who seek the child's life. And he got him out of there. He acted. God spoke to him and he responded. Right? So we've got individual characters during this time. who love God, walk with God, hear God, 
and walk with him in, a, in faithful obedience. And Simeon was one of those characters. He got a chance to see the, the Lord and he got a chance to prophesy. To Mary and Joseph. Anna doesn't get as many verses as Simeon, but her, she's just as significant. Verses 36 to 38, I'll read this and um, we'll uh, wind up here before, before long. Anna's a prophetess. There's not many of them listed in the Bible, but she's a prophetess. Now, there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age. I don't think that means she's in the prime of life. She was of a great age and had lived with the husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years. So she's 84 years old. She was married. It looks like she was married for seven years. She's been a widow uh, since that time. So we'll say for 79 years. So 77 years. Woo! My goodness. She's been a widow for 77 years. So She's 84 years old, and she did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. We have another person here who is devoted to walking with God. Serving God was her priority. Pleasing God's heart was her priority. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Israel. So, again, the Spirit of God just led her in in that instant. She knew who it was. They didn't even have to tell her. She immediately began to give thanks to the Lord. And what did she do? She didn't just give thanks in that moment. Look how she spent the rest of her days. She spoke about him to all who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. There's no epistles written about Simeon or Anna. You don't have storybooks written about them. You won't see, you know, I'm going to say this. I got a sports background. And oftentimes you hear, if you watch ESPN, Heck, you don't even have to watch ESPN. They, they cover sports on regular news as well. But an, a huge announcement is coming up, and, it, and it's a big deal. Where is he going to go? Is he going to go to Miami or L.A. or New York? Is he going to get the max? The max, five years, $200 million if he stays here, this or that and the other. And everybody's on bated breath wanting to know where the superstar is going to go. Wouldn't it be cool if that was our story? You know, it's like, you know what? Eloise is a free agent right now. 
God's moved her to Stillwater. We don't know which church she's going to land, but it could, it, but it could change the landscape here in Stillwater. Or, you know what? What about when you are that homeschool mom? You know, there's no camera crews there when you just killed it for a day. You know, you were there, you did everything, you, you did everything for your kids that day. You got all their, their lessons lined up. All of them did well. Uh, you got all the meals made. You did, you, you know, you got the house all organized and everything. There is not any media crews standing up there just lauding your praises saying that that woman of God really nailed it today. Praise God. Those little things matter so much in the kingdom of God. And the world can't see what God is doing. But if we just persist in those things, if we take our satisfaction in knowing that we're obeying God and what God has called us to in this moment, if it is to be a, if it is to work a secular job, whether it's a kicker or anywhere else, if it is to uh, lead worship, if it is to be a homeschool mom or, or dad, if it is to be a single parent, whatever it is, I'm going to honor God where I am. And the little things that nobody sees, you know, uh, I may have been faithful in prayer for, for 90 days straight. And there may not be a blurb on the ticker on the bottom of the TV that tells the world that. There may not be a, a, an amen corner celebrating that. But you know who is celebrating that? Your heavenly father. You know, you know who is winning? The kingdom. Right? And you, we don't need to have some kind of affirmation from somebody outside. We don't need that. We, we need to know that there is a well done, thy good and faithful servant coming from our heavenly father. Amen? And so, 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 so God is looking for us to just be humble and faithful and obedient to him and let him direct the course of our lives. And as we do that, our eyes will continually see the salvation of the Lord. Are you hearing me? These, these people aren't rock stars in the faith. They're, they're not in Hebrews chapter 11. They're not big names, so to speak. But I believe they model a, a spiritual discipline, a spiritual consistency that is important for us to take to heart and to emulate. I echo the words of Simeon who said, my eyes have seen your salvation. And I would encourage you and exhort you To really meditate on those that passage of scripture and begin to and prayerfully ask God to really quicken your heart to see how Simeon conducted himself before God. And let that be your story.
might not be in the hall of faith. Throngs of people might not be coming to hear you speak or to hear you play or to hear you sing. You might not write a book uh, or a Bible study or, or, or do anything that by the world's standards would be a significant accomplishment. But listen to me as I say this, whatever you do for the kingdom of God, is a significant accomplishment. So seek first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness. Be concerned about what God's will for your life is each day and endeavor to walk in it. Persistent, diligent, just faithfully walking with him and just, Lord, I just, I want to be in your presence. Father, I will sacrifice this fluff TV. I will sacrifice all these other things that may be appealing to the flesh uh, it, because all that is done compared to knowing you. I will make you my priority day in and day out. I put my trust in you. And so let that be your story. Let that be your commitment. And I, I can say with confidence that as you do so, you, like Simeon, will see the salvation of the Lord in this day where God has you in a way that's going to be significant to you. That you will sing your own song. You will sing a new song like he did. That you will praise him and, and thank him with glee in your heart for blessing you to see his salvation In your day. And so I'll finish where it says, so when they had performed all these things, according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. I'm going to ask you to stand. May the grace of God be strong upon you. May you grow in wisdom. May you grow in the spirit. May you become strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Father, I, I pray for your people today, Lord. I pray, Father God, that in the midst of all the mixed messages that are out there today, things that claim to be of God but in character are not. In the middle of all those doctrines of demons that are being trying, that are being passed as uh, doctrines of the kingdom, Father, I pray 
that your that the people of God, I pray that your children, Father God, are not swayed, are not taken off track, Father God, but they will know the truth, that the truth might set them free, that they will hear their God. And Father, I pray that like Simeon and Anna, that we develop a devotion to you that will drive us to spend the time with you every day that we will know the voice of our God and that we will not hear or listen to another. That we will know the character of our God. So we will be able to recognize that which is not of his character. That we will know the way of the Lord and that we will not go down a path that leads to destruction that we'll be able to not be tossed to and fro by every bit of doctrine and every little thing that sounds good but is not of you. And so, Father, I just, I, I pray that we will build a disciplined life of discipleship under you, Father, that, that, uh, that we have a consistent daily prayer life. We have a consistent day uh, day by day time in your word those things are good and we want to pursue that but above all of that father we want to be in your presence daily we want to treasure your parent, your, your your presence acknowledge your presence wherever we're at invite your presence. And walk with you in faith and obedience. Let us not just be do's and don'ts people. Let us be people who are after the presence of God. And Father, I pray that and I declare that to be the case over this body of believers, Father God. I pray that to be the case over the church throughout the world. Father God, that those who proclaim the name of Jesus, Father, that this becomes a character trait that we're identified with, Father, and that when others are swayed one way or the other, we're hearing God. We're moving as directed by God. And because we are, we will see the salvation of the Lord every day in every situation we will not fear, but we'll be able to walk in faith knowing that our God is with us. He's speaking to us. He's directing us. And we shall surely see his salvation. Father, I thank you for that. I declare it in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it by faith in Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Uh, love you guys. And uh, Merry Christmas again. I'm so glad to see some of you uh, here that uh, have not been able to be here because of that old, you know, uh, because of 2020, basically. But uh, praise God, 2021 is right around the corner, and the goodness of God is too. So amen. So love you guys. Have a great holiday. See you guys next week.